Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If, uh uh-oh, choice, here's the test. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Let me say it the other way. If you're not holding to my teachings, you are not a real Christian. You are not, of course, even on the way to being a disciple. There was a problem in Jesus' day. Many people thought that just because they said some words like, I believe in Jesus, that they were automatically followers of Christ. Jesus, however, had a higher standard. To really be his disciple, one had to do what Jesus said to do. As Pastor Mark will tell us, the faulty thinking regarding what it means to be a Christ follower persists today. We will learn that Jesus requires from us if we want to really follow him. We will also discover the connection between truth and freedom. And we'll explore how we can experience more truth. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in John chapter 8 with his continuing study called Free to Live as God Intended. Something happened last week on Monday, and it was special. You know this. And here's kind of a picture. You've seen it. You've seen thousands of them if you got on the internet. Let me tell you what NASA said just before this. The only safe way to look directly at an uneclipsed or partially eclipsed sun is through special purpose solar glasses. While it may be tempting to ignore these warnings about looking up at the eclipse bare-eyed, don't do it. The light of an eclipse can really hurt your eyes. So there is truth from NASA. Truth from NASA. What happened to people who ignored the truth? If they looked up without the glasses, what happened to many of those people? It's caused problems with their eyes. They don't know it yet, but oh, they will know it. Here's another big one. What would happen to people who never heard the true warning and they just walked out and looked up later and then somebody says, what happened, man, my eyesight's terrible. I don't know. I burned my eyes. Well, didn't you listen to the truth? What truth? Do you understand? That's the problem in our world today. There's truth, but most people outside of our churches, evangelical churches, they don't understand the truth. And so disastrous things happen. Let me give you an example as we go through it today. When you hear the word truth, who and what comes to your mind? 
When you hear the word lies, who and what comes to your mind? Now, how many of you here this morning say, Pastor Mark, I'm a pretty smart person, and I believe everything that's on CNN. I just believe it totally. (laughs) It doesn't matter, CNN, Fox, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. Of course not. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm an American. Everything from Washington, D.C. is truth. (laughs) Hello? See, that's the mentality. We know that's stupidity. We're lied to constantly. The problem is people have taken that from the world system and dropped it where? Right here in the church. There's no truth in the church. That's 100% wrong. And so God's going to help us as we go through this today. Take a picture. Here's what we've learned. God created us, every one of us, to live a life of spiritual freedom. And that simply is a picture like this. When God created you and me, he created us, number one, to know him. And then to love him, worship him, obey him, serve him. And last, just what we did with worship, to enjoy him. That's what freedom is. But we learn not everybody is free. We learn actually a truth. Here it is. Every person is either number one, a slave to Satan and sin, or a slave or a servant to God and righteousness, which simply means godly living. Now, we unpacked that verse from the Apostle Paul, and he started that verse, if you remember, don't you know? And we unpacked that because that means every unbeliever is held captive by Satan. There's no freedom. They're held captive to think like Satan thinks and simply then to do what Satan wants them to do. But the majority of unbelievers, no way, Pastor Mark, I belong to Satan. Are you kidding? I'm a good moral person. I do my thing. No, you're wrong. You're deceived. That's why Paul said, don't you know? Because they did not know they were captive to Satan. See, we're either serving Satan or we're serving God. And that lifestyle of fulfilling Satan's desires will eventually lead to spiritual death and eventually hell. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 8, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John 8, verse 34. Look what Jesus tells us. This is the truth that comes from Jesus. Good to hear those pages turning. Way to go. Now, Jesus replied, John 8, 34. I tell you, tell you what? Come on. Come on, what? I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, what that word sins means this, to practice sin habitually. It's a lifestyle. Well, that's what a sinner does. <laughs> Before we became a Christian, we sinned. It was a lifestyle. Now, not everything we did was bad, but we basically just sinned. We did what Satan kind of put us into this captivity, and we just followed his thing. What you have to understand this morning, what Jesus is trying to say there is this. Unbelievers are slaves to sin, and they can't free themselves. See, 
A lifestyle of sin is bondage. Now, I have the key to this. I'm not stupid. But we made it locked open enough that I could get my hand without it. But that's not the way it works with Satan. If you've ever been cuffed, it's in the back. Somebody told me this. Some of you started looking at me funky, caught it out. And it's very tight. They can never do this. So an unbeliever, they're bound. They can't get themselves free. It's impossible. But there's freedom coming. Now, we learned that Jesus in his first sermon when he was up in Galilee and he was there, he came in and he read Isaiah and he said basically these words. I've come to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. What did that mean? All unbelievers, everybody is one. You're born an unbeliever. I'm born an unbeliever. I'm born with a sin nature and I practice sin. Every unbeliever can be freed of that bondage. Now, look at back up at verse 30. Watch what happens. Jesus is teaching. He was always teaching a mix of people. And sometimes even Gentiles got in it. Samaritans got in it. But mostly Jewish people. And he's speaking with a lot of religious Jewish people. Look at verse 30. Even as he spoke, many put their faith in him. What the context of this is. When Jesus knew that these people put their faith in him, he's going to test them. And this speaks to all of us. You see, lots of people, when you say to them on the street, are you a believer? Well, of course I believe in God. And of course I believe in Jesus. Now, of course, not everybody says that. And that's what they call a believer. Well, just because I believe there's a God... And I believe there's Jesus is real. Does that make me a believer? Of course not. You know that Satan knows God is God? And Satan knew exactly who Jesus was. That's why he brought temptation against him. So Jesus knows that lots of people, when they say, I'm a Christian, they've never committed to following Jesus Christ. They just basically will say to us, Pastor Mark, five years ago, this is the day I accepted Jesus Christ. And this is my, this is my passport to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Praise God. Well, maybe, maybe not. So Jesus is going to test these people. He'd been around them long enough to know that many of these people simply never made a commitment to follow him and become a growing, maturing Christ follower. See, without that, there's no real salvation. Now, watch what he says. Here's the test. Look at it right in your Bible. Verse 31. Look at the test. Don't look at me. Look at the test. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if, uh uh-oh, choice. Here's the test. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Let me say it the other way. If you're not holding to my teachings, you are not a real Christian. You are not, of course, even on the way to being a disciple. You see, when we accept Christ, it's conversion. We're converted. And the next step is a lifetime of discipleship, a learner under discipline, growing, maturing to be like Christ. So here's what he says. If you, if you, it's very personal. When we speak of hold, This word was used all through the book of John by John. He liked this word. It simply means this. 
To us, it means the Bible. Of course, in those days, it was Jesus' teachings as he was there. If I hold to the teachings, that means the word of God, I read the Bible, I meditate on the Bible, I think about the precepts, the principles, I'm absorbed into it. Colossians says this, may the word of God dwell in you richly. So when I see something, I go, that's not right. This is what the Bible teaches on that area. I absorb it. I stay in it. It's not something I do only on the Sunday. So I open my Bible, praise God. When's the next time you're going to open the Bible? Well, two weeks when I'm here again. No, that isn't holding to it. Not even close to it. I hold to it. I stay in it. And of course, I have to obey it. And then I experience that transformation. So Jesus makes it very clear. And he just says this. If there's no real changes, if that's not what's happening, then you've never really become a believer. You have to make a commitment and you have to follow him. And that commitment is directly tied to the word of God, knowing it and obeying it. That's why I want you to look into the Bible. Because if I'm not doing that, then I'm really never going to be a disciple. Now, when I'm looking at the word, it's part of my life. I'm obeying it. It infuses into me strength and wisdom and direction and healing and peace and deliverance. Remember, your word is a lamp to my feet, next step, and a light to my path. That's the way God directs us through his word. So ask yourself this morning, how much of this is absorbed in you? Is it on an ongoing process? Is it ever there? Uh, this is the first time you ever heard about it. Good. Glad you're here. Thank you. I heard a great story this week. True story. I was watching a pastor once in a while. I watched his church. He's a good teacher. And here's his truth. He is in the pulpit and he did like this. He said, I have a new Bible this week. I'm going, okay, that's cool. I mean, why do you have to tell me you have a new Bible? But whatever. He says, here's what happened. <laughs> I thought the story was classic. He said, my dog, he was teaching the book of Job. And he left his Bible open downstairs. He said, my dog, when I got up the next morning, he said, my dog was eating three or four pages of the book of Job. <laughs> Just swallowed them. So I had to get a new Bible. He said, I kind of yelled at the dog, whatever. And the next day I get up, my devotional book's there. And my dog had a few pages of the devotional book. And then while he's laughing, he turns to his congregation. And he says, my dog absorbed more of the word of God last week than you did. Isn't that classic? I love it. Now, he was laughing, so he's not condemning you. I'm not saying that to you. I'm just saying, that was funny to me. That was funny to me. Go for it, dog. Now, when you look at this, especially if you don't have a lot of background, we look at this as pages. Pages. And tomorrow morning, Linda and I take 56 people to Israel. We open the Bible at many different spots over those 11 days. And that Bible comes alive there because you're in the spots where we're reading. But the Bible by itself is alive. It changes people. Let me read it to you from Hebrews 4. It's not just words on a page. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates into 
us, dividing soul, spirit, joints, marrow. It judges the thoughts in our mind and the attitude of our heart. You see, when we get into the word of God, it's alive. And the word of God, it changes our worldview. When we read here, we don't pay attention to the worldview. The worldview is live for now. Who cares about the future? You're going to die and it's over with. No, we want to live today, obviously. Today's the day that the Lord has made. We're going to live today. But we know that we're just traveling through. It gives us a whole different perspective. See, it governs and guides our thinking, our attitude, our speech, and our behavior. And pretty soon as I'm in this and it's in me and I'm obeying it, it begins to transform me to have, well, the mind of Christ and to minister. Now, when you see that maturing happening, something follows. Look at verse 32. Jesus gave this test, and he's basically saying this. Are you committed to following me and growing to be like me? And then he says this. If you are, then you will know the, say it with me, the truth and the truth will set you free. I want you to turn to your neighbor. What Jesus just said was this. This is huge. Truth is directly connected to freedom. Now, let me reverse it. What is a lie directly related to? Exactly right. So if I'm going to be free, To live my life as God designed, him directing it, not me, I have to know the truth. And that truth comes from holding the word, studying the word, knowing the word, obeying the word. So let's just, with a smile, turn to your neighbor right now and say, truth is directly connected to freedom. Go ahead. Turn to your neighbor. Is Can you say that with a smile this morning? Of course. Now, the world doesn't understand that. The world doesn't understand that at all. But this is the truth that came directly from Jesus Christ. Now, well, Pastor Mark, what is truth? Well, God's truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Jesus is true. The Bible is true. The gospel is true. And they're all directly connected to freedom. Now, you remember in John eight thirty four, we read it. You're a slave to sin. Sin is bondage. Well, how do I get rid of that bondage? How do I get into this freedom? Well... Basically this, you have to admit, that's what Jesus was after here. Would you admit that you're a sinner? The Jewish people, by and large, would never admit that. Some of you will not, no way I'm a sinner. You'll see that later in a new study that just came out. But if I will admit, confess my sins, that I am a sinner, by the way, you and I are all born sinners. There's no way to get around that. We're born with the DNA of Adam and we sin I practice. Now, if I'll admit that and put my faith in Jesus Christ, here's the next thing that happens to you. This is huge. At salvation, a Christ follower is freed from the bondage of sin, but also the penalty of sin. Now, what is the penalty, long-term penalty of sin? The Bible says the wages of sin is death. What does death mean? In spiritual terms, it means separation. So that means if I don't confess 
and accept Jesus Christ as my savior and then move on to discipleship, I am going to be separated from God forever. That's called hell. But if I do, then I'm going to be with God forever. That's where freedom is. So that's what Jesus is trying to talk about. That's where he's going. He's saying this to the Jewish people who supposedly believed him. But he knew many of them were just saying it. Watch what they say back to Jesus. And they answered him. We're Abraham's descendants. Remember Abraham in the Old Testament was the father of the Jewish nation. We are Abraham's descendants and we've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say we need to be set free? We're not in bondage. Anybody remember the book of Exodus? The book of Exodus in the Old Testament. What was the book of Exodus about? One word. Freedom. (laughs) Because what, the Jews were in bondage to Pharaoh and the Egyptians how many years? 400. Let's think about the Jewish history after that. They were in bondage to Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Greece. And at the moment they're speaking, who is ruling the nation of Israel? The Roman. Are they in bondage to the Romans? Yes. We have never been in bondage. (laughs) Do you know? Without laughing, some of you are saying that to me right now. Pastor Mark, I'm a sinner, but I don't believe you at all. I've never been in bondage to Satan. Careful. The Jewish people were deceived, and you're deceived. Because the truth comes from Jesus. A practice of sin equals bondage. And that's what the Jewish people were doing. Now, when you see that, those leaders... What were they arguing about? Well, my ancestry is Father Abraham. I'm a child of Abraham. I'm a Jew. We're fine. You'll see Jewish people today say, we're fine. We don't need Jesus. We're God's people. And so we're automatically going to heaven. Many Jews believe that. We're God's people because Jesus was a Jew. And they absolutely do. And the second thing they say, our religion frees us. We don't need any of your freedom. They didn't know the truth. And so they couldn't be free. They did not believe in Jesus as the Messiah. And they were in bondage of sin and spiritual blindness and Satan. Now, Jesus is going to answer them. He's not even going to listen to them saying, I'm not in bondage. And he's going to show them how to get free. And this is for every single one of us. This is the only way you get free. Look at verse 36. So if the Son, speaking about Jesus, the Son of God, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Here's what you want to write. Truth. Only Jesus can forgive sins and free us. We are told these days to believe lots of different sources for information. Many times, sources that contradict each other claim to be the repository of truth. Pastor Mark has reminded us that God is the ultimate source for truth and that we would be wise to heed his recommendations. Following and obeying Jesus will keep us plugged in to what is right. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. 
All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, Free to Live as God Intended, Part 2. We will learn more about the bondage of sin and the route to freedom from that bondage offered by God. We'll find out Jesus' response to those who claim that because their ancestors were godly, they were into the club as well. And we'll also find out that applies to us today. We wish we had more time for today's broadcast, but we'll have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Free to Live as God Intended. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.